Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to do a quick note before this week's episode. It is another special guest episode. Unfortunately, our guest had some issues with her microphone, so the audio quality isn't great. I did the best I could to kind of enhance it, but it is what it is. I hope you enjoy it anyway. Thanks. Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Isha, one of your co-hosts, and in this episode, I'll be interviewing some fellow Moonies. Our guest today is... Judith! (laughs) So, Judith and I met through a mutual friend that I met when I first moved out to Wisconsin, and we have a lot of the same interests, even though we're generally not in the same location. That's true. Uh... Do you want to talk about some of your other interests before we jump into Sailor Moon? Yeah, sure. So I am a speech-language pathologist. That's what I do as, like, my day job. Um, But I'm also somebody who, like, notoriously has way too many hobbies and way too many things going on. Um, So I love sewing and fiber art and vintage fashion and have a very, like, not very well kept YouTube channel where I talk about all those things, but hopefully I'll be um, getting more up and running soon. Um, oh. Yeah, those are the main things, yeah. You'll definitely have to give us the YouTube link so I can put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, I can definitely plug my channel. Eventually I'll make videos again. It's just been a little while. <laughs> That's fair. It's been a time lately. We don't have the largest audience, so don't expect a huge bump. <laughs> That's okay. I'm happy to be here for however many people there are. <laughs> I'm grateful for it. Uh, so let's jump right into the Sailor Moon stuff. Uh, how did you find Sailor Moon? Yeah, so I guess I kind of had like two different like times where I found it. So I watched it a little bit when I was a kid because I have um, five older sisters and my one of my sisters when she was in high school like was studying Japanese and she was very into anime and stuff and so my family was kind of like one of the like earlier families to kind of get introduced to this type of thing I would say um, just through my sister Emma um, so I watched a fair amount of Sailor Moon when I was little. And my dad always made fun of it because he didn't really understand, like, all the awesome things about Sailor Moon and just all the same stuff about it. Um, So I watched it a lot then. And then last year in 2021, I had some, like, 2021 was just, like, not a good year, (laughs) as I think was probably true for a lot of people. Um, And so I had some, like, fairly awful things going on, like, not even pandemic-related in my personal life. And I have a really good friend named Kirsten, who's like a huge Sailor Moon fan. And she had been watching it as like a comfort show. And so I realized it was on Hulu and I was needing a new show to distract me from everything else. And so then I started watching it again and I've been re-hooked on it. Once Sailor Moon gets you, she uh, she doesn't let go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Something that I love about Sailor Moon is that you can always go back to it. Like, mm, yeah, it's fine. She's always waiting. <laughs> uh, there's 
uh, a thing about this is tangent, but um, Kirby, the video game character, is described mm-hmm. by uh, its creators as being Kirby is the shape of a friend. And sometimes that's how I feel about Sailor Moon. <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me, and obviously for for Kim, like Sailor Moon means a lot to us. Like she was an integral part of. Uh, growing up so what does Sailor Moon mean to you especially now that you've rediscovered it in the past year yeah well what was interesting for me is like I remembered that it was just like a silly fun show and I think that's still true is that it's a silly fun show but there's also like I think there's a lot to be said for a show where it's like the characters are like feminine in a lot of different ways but are still like saving the earth and making their own decisions and kicking butt and not really needing to be saved by other people um and so i know that i'm older and i see all of that i think that that's just a really amazing thing to have in a show that's also so inherently silly um i don't think that you usually get both things happening at once but i think that this show does that really well yeah i think Something that I really love about Sailor Moon is that it reverses the here's the team and then the girl, and it's just like here's the team and then here's Tuxedo Mask as the boy. Like it's almost a requirement to have someone of the opposite sex. So it's just like here you go, here's here's your man. He's right. Not, compared to everybody else, he's like pretty low on the ladder, but like yep. he's there, you know. Um, he is there and, and like he's, he's loyal and he will sometimes help you in the nick of time. he'll come in and serve as a distraction while you finish the job exactly Um, he's a great decoy uh (laughs) speaking of like sailor moon showing like different expressions of femininity i think that's something that even now people don't seem to understand that you can be a woman and have like a variety of interests and express yourself in different ways and that doesn't make you any less of a woman yeah uh like I bring up Jupiter a lot because Japan is really, really strict with its gender roles. Like there's not a lot of, it's really funny when I like growing up and watching a bunch of anime, it's just kind of like, Oh, Japan must be pretty open-minded. And that is super not the case. They're very restrictive, very like rigid, very like, this is what you have to do in order to be seen as like a proper member of society. And right. With yeah. Jupiter, you know, she's physically bigger than most of the other girls. Um, she's stronger than, most men um she's perceived as like this gangster and as uh this dangerous person and she's like all i want to do is arrange flowers and cook food <laughs> right but so she like has these like dualities it's like all part of her like yeah i agree and something else that i really love is that nobody is ever ridiculed within the group for having the interests they have mm-hmm. yeah so like no one ever tells Usagi, like, oh, video games are for boys. No one tells Mina that her interest in being an idol is dumb. You know, like, they're never talked down to about the stuff that they're interested in. It's just like, this is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. And everybody's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Something I don't like about the anime is that they start to remove the fact that all of them play video games. <laughs> Which is something right. that that was very present in the manga, and that's because Naoko Takeuchi is like, I basically based Izaki off of me, <laughs> and oh, she plays a lot of 
Yeah, she plays a lot of video games. So she's like, Isagi likes eating, sleeping, playing video games. <laughs> well, <laughs> eating manga. That, because, yeah. because that's who she was. That's who she is. And so she's just like, yeah, all of the senshi, I made them because that's what, uh, they were, I made the senshi because those are the types of women I'd like to be friends with. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, when I watch the original anime where I'm like, ah, you, you kind of cut that part out because it didn't fit the male animator's idea of what women are or what okay. girls are. Huh. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the manga team was mostly women and the animation was mostly men. Well, look at that. Men messing stuff up. <laughs> right. And so, like, <laughs> when you think about how rigid things are now still in Japan, you know, like, there was a whole issue with succession uh, for the emperor because his eldest son is supposed to inherit, but his eldest son only has a daughter. And it was just like, well, d- does it go to her? And then the second son, like, got married and he has a son. So it's like, okay, the succession goes from the eldest son to the second son to this nephew. Uh, because there was consideration, like, do we do we change the law so that Princess Aiko inherits the throne instead of the second son? Uh, and then once he had a son, it's just like, okay, she's out of the running. And it's like, all of the imperial daughters, like, left the imperial family to marry commoners because they're not allowed to stay in the imperial family if they do. So it's like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, okay, so there's a lot of ideas that were around in the 90s that definitely have carried through to the modern day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since I've already brought up Sailor Jupiter and like have several times talked about how Jupiter mm-hmm. is my fave of the inners, who is your favorite character? So I was thinking about this when I was looking at the question list, and I kind of, I think, have, like, uh, like two, I'll answer two questions, and then we'll get on the ask you one. So I would say, like, my favorite Sailor Guardian um, is uh, Sailor Neptune. I think mm. he's just super, super cool. Um, I think, like, the Michiru... Um, Haruka, like, their relationship is so interesting, and the way it's, like, their personalities are very different from, like, the core group of Sailor Guardians, and so it's, like, an interesting contrast. Um, but I, I don't know, I'm a musician as well, so I just, I like her a lot. Um, but then I was thinking about, like, all the, like, fun side characters there are, and in the, like, um, I don't know what the official name is, but, like, the, like, circus carnival arc. Um, ah, Dead Moon. Dead Moon, yes, the Dead Moon arc. I really love the, like, um, fisheye, tiger's eye, hawkeye trio of people. I think that they're just, like, so funny. And, like, the way that they all, like, target different types of people is just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. They're they're delight, and I think they also have like a, a pretty good like re- little mini redemption arc, you know. Um, and I think that's one of the good things about Sailor Moon is that there often are redemption arcs for some of the villains, like usually like the like henchmen type characters. Mm-hmm. But I do like the redemption arc that those three have. 
Yeah, we just finished um, covering Sailor Moon R slash Black Moon, and we were talking about how the anime focused a ton on the Ayakashi sisters and their redemption and their own character development, to the detriment of, like, the actual Sailor Senshi, because they didn't get a lot of focus. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of... There's a lot more sympathy to the villains in the anime. And the manga is basically like, you exist to die. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very funny. I think probably the most, like, there's definitely some some parts of them where it's just like, you can't sympathize with who they are and like what, like, what led them to this path. But uh, definitely <laughs> when it comes to like Tiger's Eye, Fisheye, Hawkeye, it's just like they show up in the manga and they die and it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, there's there's not uh, a lot with the three of them. There's way more with the Amazonas Quartet, which isn't I. It we haven't reached Super S, so like this is all based off of my memory of watching this like more than ten years ago. Um, like there's some focus on them in, in Super S, but not enough. There should have been more of them. But again, it's it's the same issue that I had with Sailor Moon R, where there was a lot of focus on the Ayakashi sisters. And then when you get to the actual Black Moon clan, it's like, we don't know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're there. Yeah, it's just problem. like, like, Demondo is like so menacing in the manga. And then in the anime, it's just like, do you do, you do anything? Like, he's more useless than Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying something. Right? Yeah, so Neptune and, so Neptune is your favorite senshi then. Yes, yes. That's that's really cool. Like Neptune is very appealing. I, I like how in universe every like all of the women look up to Neptune. Mm. Like she's the feminine ideal. Right. She's just so beautiful and she plays her violin. Um But she's also like really tough. And she's really mean strong. sometimes. Yeah. Oh god, she's so I love that she's constantly embarrassing Haruka. Mm, just like yeah. Because she, she has, like, the dirtiest mind. She does all of the double entendres. Like, it's very funny that she is, like, physically, like, visually, like, the feminine ideal. And, you know, she's just, she can be really mean and really dirty-minded. And, like, she delights in, like, subverting people's expectations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, Sailor Moon is really good at providing dimension to women that I even now, don't generally see in a lot of media. Yeah, like, they definitely could have just had her be, like, the, like, femme, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. have her feel like she is pretty, she plays violin, and she is, like, nurturing and kind. And, like, she is all of those things, but, like you said, like, especially in the, I'm very bad at season names, but, like, the last season of Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. um, there's, like, a few scenes with her and Haruka where you're, like, you guys, like, are gonna go off and, like, bang right now <laughs> it's like it's like very like her lines are like very very suggestive um, oh yeah yeah it's like I, I think it's hilarious yeah it's and it's, it's like you she's usually the one to bring it up too um, oh yeah. yeah and haruka's always left like blushing incredibly like oh my god you can't say this in front of the children <laughs> right which is funny because she's like supposed to be like the like masculine like tough like domineering one um, mm-hmm and I really like that because, again, you know, just be- it's it's playing to and 
against stereotypes. Mm. Yep. Uh, you know, because Haruka is like the typical butch almost in the way that she's portrayed and she, she just kind of like she has a lot of masculine energy but at the same time she's still definitely seen as a woman yeah you know and I love that everybody ends up having crushes on her anyway even like after they realize <laughs> she's yeah, a like, woman uh-huh. like, okay, well, yeah yeah, it's not canon, but, like, I think as the years have gone by, like, the Muni community is, like, so we all agree that Usaki's bi, right? Because she's, like, really has into to, the girls. Oh, <laughs> it has to be, like, at least, like, a little bit, right? Right? Like, yeah. every time, like, a new senshi is introduced, she's like, they're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> she's always, like, admiring women. Right, you know, yeah. It, it's just that Mamoru is there and is, you know, just like a sweet good boy. Uh, mm-hmm. At least in the manga. And like Sailor Moon R, we were just like, I can't believe we're spending 30 episodes with him being broken up with her and being like, leave me alone while showing up all the time. <laughs> yes. That, yeah, I almost forgot about that. It's, it was, it was stressful. Do you have, like, a favorite civilian character? So, like, not one of the main Ooh, Okay, characters. so that's a great that's a great question. So this is, like, very specific to a certain adaptation. Okay. Um, but I recently finished watching the live-action Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. and I love what they did with Motoki in that one. Yes! And he just becomes, like, the, like, weirdest little nerd boy who's obsessed with turtles and is so, so sweet. And... It's, like, very funny how, like, they just chose to, like, go a completely different direction with his personality. Because in, like, the, like, animated versions, he's very much, like, a cute blonde boy that Usagi has a crush on. But, like, in the live-action one, they're like, you know what? We need, like, a comic relief weird character. Yeah. This can be him. And I just, yeah. I think he's a delight. Yeah, it's really interesting, because, like, in the manga, like, Motoki and Mamoru don't really interact, but in the anime, they're like, well, let's make them friends so that Mamoru's not, like, this loner weirdo. And then in the live action, they're just like, okay, we're gonna take the idea of what they did in the anime and execute it very poorly, and we're gonna make this amazing. Yeah, yeah, but he's just, like, he's so funny and weird, and, like, the fact that they're like, you know what, you know which one of the girls needs to be with this one? Jupiter, so they have to like the most like masculine, tough one supposedly, with this like weird little turtle boy, and it's just like, yeah, so delightful. Yeah, it's so cute. It's really so cute. Like my favorite civilian character is Umino. Mm, yeah, in the anime, and it's it's a similar kind of thing, like the like kind of weird comic relief. But still delightful character. <laughs> yeah, I wonder because Umina's not in the live action at all, so I wonder if like they took those traits and they're like, well, people like this character, but we're not hiring another actor, so let's just graft some of that onto Motoki. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised at all. Because like especially with the live action one, like it gets pretty dark yeah. in some moments. So like they had and it's like not as silly as like the original animation one mm-hmm. is. So I'm sure that they were like, okay, we have to have comic relief somewhere. And all of the Sailor Senshi, like, their characters are a little bit more realistic and a little bit more downplayed. And so they're like, okay, gonna have this weird turtle boy, I guess. 
Yeah, because in the main century, because they change Venus's character so much, so, like, you lose yeah. the comedy of, like, Moon and Venus together. Right. Because uh, yeah. then it's just, like, the only person who's kind of comic is Usagi, and that that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't work, and so you have Motoki, who's slightly removed, but is still always present, because they always go to crown karaoke. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I can't wait till we reach the live action rewatch because I haven't watched it in so long and it's so good. And I like the changes that they make. I like that they made the story their own. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So leading, like leading from that, do you have a favorite episode arc or adaptation or all three? Right. Okay. So well, I have to start with episode. I don't think I have like a favorite episode but there is, like, one moment that I just think is so funny, and I don't even remember, like, which episode it's from. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, from the original anime. And it's, like, some moment where, like, Tuxedo Mask has come in to supposedly save the day. And then there's, like, a couple of the other Sailor Senshi, like, off to the side, and they're like, did Tuxedo Mask just make things way worse? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so funny. Like, whoever was writing that episode is like, we all know this. But let's just make it explicit. Like, he doesn't need to be there, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're all happy he's there. You know, like, yeah. I find, especially in S, so the, what is it, the Death Busters arc, he's, he's more sidelined, and so he has, I think both in S and Super S, like, they really commit to his bizarre quotes. Mm-hmm. that are like it's just like how do you come up with this and like it has to be in the moment because you can't like anticipate what the the yoma or the daimon or whatever it is is showing up you know so it's just like he shows up and he's like and he's just got a couplet ready and it's like how do you <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny so silly for me i love almost every episode where minako is the main character because it's yeah. always slapstick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite moments for her is like the one in the um, the whatever the circus arc. <laughs> I'm bad at remembering the arc. It's fine. But like, she's like upset that she's the only one who hasn't had her heart stolen yet. Oh no, that's uh, that's S. That's Deathbusters. Is that Deathbusters? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's my favorite Minako episode. Yeah, because she she's like, I have a pure heart too. <laughs> she's like, trying to get kidnapped, and then she's like, she does a bunch of good deeds in the hope that yeah. she gets the attention of the enemy, and then yeah. she finally does, and like the heart crystal's taken out of her, uh-huh. and Udiel's like, all right, and like goes to take it, and then Venus she's, like, like wakes up, and she's like, haha, I knew I had a pure heart, and just runs with it. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, I love so Minako. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's a good one. She's just so funny, and it's always, I don't, they time those episodes really well, because, like, it cuts through, like, a lot of, like, the serious, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, things are getting really dramatic, and then you have a Minako episode, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, we need something a bit silly right now, so... Mm-hmm. This is who we're going to have. Yeah. They have a little bit of that with Minako in the live action, especially, like, when she has to be, like, her idol self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, 
And she messes with Mars all the time in the live oh, action. Yeah. She's just yeah. constantly She's messing like, with Mars. guess what? You're going to be an idol now and you have to give a live performance. And Mars is like, I hate people. Why are you going to be doing this? She's like, what? Are you going to let down sick kids? And Mars is like, I, I no. guess not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I, I love that. They still have some of that playfulness, even though she's mostly removed from the century for the most part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then, in terms of my favorite arc, I love, in the original animation, the Deathbusters arc. I just think that it's just, I don't know, I find the villains very compelling, and I like the whole backstory with Sailor Saturn, and everything's like very high stakes with that yes. one. Um, and it's also, you know, the one where Neptune and Uranus are there for the first time. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. that one's really, really good. Yeah. S gave us the Outer Senshi. And I feel like this is like, <laughs> I feel like everybody who becomes a Sailor Moon fan has to like grow up. Like, cause every, as soon as you find out about the Outer Senshi, everyone's just like, oh, the Inner Senshi are lame. Like the Outer Senshi are the best, you know, and, like, <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like Sailor Moon. Like, Sailor Uranus and Neptune or Pluto or Saturn are right there. And then you grow up a little bit and you're like, actually, <laughs> Usagi has it right. <laughs> <laughs> because if you asked me as a kid, like, uh, is Sailor Moon, like, by herself, like, one of your favorite characters, I'd be like, no, Sailor Moon ranks pretty low. And as an adult, I'm just like, no, Usagi all the way. Like, <laughs> She's, she's, she's right. <laughs> that said, like, my favorite is still Sailor Saturn, but how much of that is because we share a birthday, I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, I lucked out in that my Sailor Moon obsession coincided with uh, a more widespread application of the internet, so... I think it was an Angel Fire website that had a bunch of, like, Sailor Moon information, so, like, I basically was like, okay, I'm going to find out everything that I possibly can <laughs> and, like, learn about all of these things. Ah, okay, and then you're like, oh, this is her birthday. Oh, yeah, like, I have I have all the Senshi birthdays memorized. It's actually slightly concerning. <laughs> I think about it every so often, and I'm like, mm, don't know when my parents' wedding anniversary is, but if you ask me uh, what the made-up birthdays for the Starlights are, I can tell you. <laughs> You know, our brains can only hold so much information, and that's the information your brain holds. Look, it's important. It's it's important me for it's important for me to tell people that uh, Sailor Star Mercury's birthday is May thirtieth. <laughs> it's important for me to tell people that there are no Senshi birthdays in the month of November. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the only month. I don't know why she should have put Sailor Pluto's birthday in November, but yeah. whatever. Maybe she was like, I don't want to put birthdays in November. Yeah, maybe November's bad month for her. Maybe. <laughs> I really, I'm, it's, I'm really enjoying the fact that we're doing this podcast because I get to rewatch all of the stuff that I've either already watched or uh, never got around to watching. Mm-hmm. And, like, I definitely, when I was younger, would be like, oh, well, this isn't accurate to to what, you know, I read or, like, so on and so forth, you know, being a real stickler. I was, like, that jerk kid, you know, when I watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stones in the theater being, like, that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> it was so book inaccurate, you know, and then I grew up and 
I recognize uh, the value of adaptations. So, yeah, yeah, I wish I wish Sailor Moon Crystal was better than what it was. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I agree. I think that's probably a good transition to me talking about my favorite adaptation, and I can tell you it's not that one. <laughs> So what is your favorite adaptation? Well, I was thinking about this. I think the one thing that I like better about Crystal than the other ones is, and I mean, I haven't read the mangas, but I get the impression that from the mangas, Mamoru is like a high schooler and Usagi is like older middle schooler when they get together, Mm -hmm. right? And they like do preserve that in Crystal. But in the animation, they just were like, yeah, he's a university student and she's a middle schooler. This is fine. Um, And like, I can ignore that. There's just like an aspect of that. They're just, you know, yeah. The in the manga, they're like three years apart. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that like they preserve that in Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, so I do appreciate that. But other than that, it's just the pacing is bad, and it's so serious, and like all the characters are really, really flat. Mm-hmm. I'll still watch everything, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think, like, overall, my favorite is the original one. Just because, like, the animation's beautiful. It is so, so fun. Like, even though it's, like, fun and silly, like, it has some really beautiful, like, serious moments. um, Mm -hmm. And, like, is, like, very, like, high stress and high stakes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, like, that's my overall favorite. But I was pleasantly surprised when I watched, like, the... Live, at, live action one. Um, because I like I knew that like the special effects were not going to be good and it was going to be like very, very campy and a little bit weird. But I thought that like it was a really good adaptation and like they made the story their own, like we were saying before. And I think that it's a story that like lends itself well to being played with a little bit. Um, and like I also, so like in middle school and high school, I spent a lot of time studying Korean. And so I watched a fair number of Korean dramas um, during that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, the live-action Sailor Moon, like, has very much, like, a similar type of energy to, like, Korean dramas from that time. Um, just, like, that's my only point of reference. But it's, like, a sure. similar type of, like, drama in the, like, will-they-won't-they star-crossed lovers type of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like that aspect. But it does still have, like, some, like, silly silly stuff like the like four princes or whatever that all the four generals yeah they all have their like cute little gemstone names like one of them like his whole job is to like sit in a weird room and just like play piano while wearing a big cape like that's his whole personality it's so yeah it's so funny like all of the shitano are completely different in the live action, they're absolutely yeah. not like any other adaptation. It's it's amazing. Zoizai and Kinzai get amazing capes, and like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get mad at a cape. Yeah, and I mean, he's not, like he like he's like smoldering. And he's so dangerous. Yeah, I'm like, is he like the hottest Sailor Moon villain? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but oh, you yeah, haven't watched. You haven't watched the musical where uh, they oh, fight I against uh, Dracula. I haven't. Okay, so I'll, I'll <laughs> sustain. I'll abstain from making my final choice I, on that one. I guess I don't. I don't know if they had multiple actors for Dracula because they had a few. 
of the original Cerami where um, they had like Dracula stuff. And I think, I know at least one Dracula was played by the guy who first played Mamoru in the 1990, like in the first run of Cerami, so like 93 to 98, played Mamoru slash Sita Common, and they have him play Dracula. And he also played the Red Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like oh the gosh. original Japanese version. So, uh-huh. like, yeah. There you go. He's played all the important roles then. Oh, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> this man is foundational to, like, all of the things that I loved as a tiny child, and yet I don't know him. <laughs> and you know what? That's humility. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. He's apparently still... So I follow... Um, the, the originator of Sailor Moon on, on stage, uh, Anza Oyama. Uh, I follow her on Facebook and, like, she, there have been times where she's, like, met up with, like, my former lover and it's her with that actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's very That's cute. Funny. Oh, yeah. I love, I do, I love new things about adaptations. One of the things about the original anime that before Crystal came out and we all realized how bad it was, bad it was and was going to be was the concern a lot of movies had was how are you going to match the music in the original anime? Because the music is so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know what deal with the devil they made. Like, every episode had just... All of the music is great. It plays perfectly. It's just kind of like... I I wouldn't be able to describe it. It's just like, you know, the Sailor Moon music. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. I don't think Crystal matched that. It went for very synth pop certified. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. We'll reach Crystal eventually. And, like, if you thought Kim and I were mad about Sailor Moon R, like, you're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll maybe save some. I saw a couple good things about it, but not a lot. I guess. They did make a lot of improvements for the S arc, but, like, they had burned so many people so badly with, like, the first two that a lot of people just didn't watch. So, we'll see. Yeah. Again, I haven't watched it since, like, they originally aired, and I was like, I'm piecing out. <laughs> I didn't even finish, like, the Black Moon art. So, I was so yeah. mad when I was just like, I'm sorry, you, you said you had 26 episodes for Sailor Moon. And you're only doing 13 episodes for Dark Kingdom, and you're doing another 13 episodes for Black Moon. That's nothing. The whole point of anime is to expand. You're not even giving us filler. Yeah, it's like, it's very, like, bam, 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 bam. No time for character development. Like, yeah. I guess the, like, one cool thing about Crystal is, like, all of a sudden the Sailor Sun, she can fly. That's (laughs) kind of cool. But I mean, they can teleport <laughs> to the moon, so like, is it really beyond the scope of imagination? Right. I mean, Sailor Moon like fights Galaxia in the sky, like with wings and right. stuff, like at the end of Stars. So that's spoilers, true. I that's guess. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well. So she does occasionally fly. The other ones don't do it a lot, but in Crystal, they're just flying all the time. And just... They're just sailing through the sky. I don't remember that. <laughs> but again... You were just so mad about everything else. You are like, I don't care. I was alley-eating out of all of it. I can't believe that Crystal aired, like, what is it, eight, nine years ago? Oh, really? Something like that, yeah. Because the 20... 20- it was, like, super brand new. 
It was, no, 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 it was announced in, it was announced to happen at the 20th anniversary celebration in 2012. And I think, and then it came out, it was supposed to come out in 2013, and I think it was delayed a year. So we were like, we're happy to wait if it means it'll be good, and it was not. (laughs) We were just like, I'm sorry, you're, this is what you have to give us? Like, the original airing was so, the animation was so janky. Right. The coloring was off. It, it was it was a nightmare. And they're like, "Well, fix it for the DVD release." And it's like, "I'm sorry, you're gonna charge me sixty dollars for half of a season." No, right. <laughs> yeah. they miscolored Queen Serenity's hair. Like, I was just like, Ooh. everyone was like, "What are you doing here? What is what is this? What's happening?" Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's let's pivot into something more positive. Which is how does Sailor Moon inspire you in real life? Yeah, so one of like in the original series, and I think it's probably just like the first couple seasons, I just absolutely fell in love with the like background art for the title card. Okay, um, it's like the one that has the like bluish, like teal color and like yellow coming in bit of pink and then it has these like circular like star things i don't know if i'm describing it very well oh yeah like Um, little bubbles and stuff little like bubbly things but i just think it's like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen i don't know i just really love the color scheme on it and everything and Mm -hmm. so last year um for my very popular youtube channel that's mostly popular with like my friends aunts and grandmothers um (laughs) I, so I got a jumpsuit and I painted it to look like the background art for like that load of episodes. Oh it's wow! So beautiful. Unfortunately, I washed it and the paint is like not as colored fast as I thought it was. Oh and so no! It's like a little. It still like looks good, but it washed out a little bit, so it's not yeah. kind of vibrant as it was the like originally. But it's still very beautiful, and like I love that like set of colors so much that like eventually when I buy a house and I'm like on the market right now so hopefully it'll be sometime in the next few months mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like at least one room in my house that's like based off of those colors in some way and I've like found ways that you can like use fabric like wallpaper if you like use liquid starch to stick it to the walls and I'm gonna really? like dye yeah it's like a way of doing wallpaper like you can actually it's like removable so it's like friendly for renters and stuff like that um so i'm gonna like dye some fabric we also do a lot of fabric dyeing so i'm like gonna dye it to look kind of similar to that background and then like use that as wallpaper as like an accent wall and then have it be like a like pastel colored calming a little bit spacey um, that sounds wonderful yeah Oh, that that's like super pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like not gonna be for everybody. It will be for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's your house, so it should be for you. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be lots of really bright colors that other people may or may not like. But mm-hmm. I just think like it would be like so calming because like I love bright colors and like in my day to day life like I wear a lot of really bright like punch you in the face colors. Um, but I think that's a bit overwhelming in a room. And so I like mm-hmm. the Sailor Moon color range because it's like bright colors, but they're like a little bit muted and a little bit pastel. And so it's yeah. like 
not as stressful. Because, like, I feel like if you walk into a room and it has bright red walls everywhere, you just feel angry and stressed out all the time. But if you walk into a room that has this, like, beautiful, like, pale blue color, like, with some, like, little yellow accents, it's a very different story. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, watercolor. I know for the manga, like, there are, like, some accents for images where it's literally just, like, a lace doily mm-hmm. <laughs> that she's just sort of pasted on. And, right. yeah, there's there's a lot of softness with mm-hmm. Sailor Moon color palettes, even when it's really bold colors. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I, yeah, I just, I love the aesthetics of it, and, yeah, it's just very beautiful. Like, you can just, like, search, like, Sailor Moon background art or, like, mm. Sailor Moon landscape art. And it's, like, similar to, like, People do the same thing with, like, Studio Ghibli, like, landscapes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, definitely different styles, but I think it's the same kind of, like, pretty, calming, brightly colored, just, yeah, really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. I think that's missing from Crystal, too. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think one of the big differences is that Crystal is probably a computer animated, whereas... Mm-hmm. It was a re- like two D hand animation for the original what? anime, so there was a lot of like they made a lot of shortcuts. Like we talked, like you know, this is a low quality episode because everybody's faces around. Like they didn't have time to draw corners. <laughs> um, but there's there's a softness in the backgrounds that doesn't exist in not just in Crystal, but in a lot of modern anime. Everything's very crisp yeah. and very defined. Yep, absolutely. I haven't watched a lot of anime recently because a lot of it became very tropey yeah. and very, you know, and characters stopped being characters and kind of been like, okay, well, we need this type of character, we need this type of character, we need this type of character, um, right? Yeah. To like, like form this, this roster, anime. right? Which is basically what like all Shonen Jump anime are. So like. Your Dragon Ball. I mean, Dragon Ball set the stage for like all of shonen manga, but like that's <laughs> sure, like sure. Bleach follows that, Naruto follows that, One Piece follows that. Like, there's there's a thing, and like it kind of like leached into to everything else. Oh, and it's yeah. like I don't, <laughs> I don't want this. Just give me like a cute slice of life <laughs> anime, or give me like something ridiculous like Slayers or Oh My Goddess, or where like the comp, like, the entire concept is ridiculous. And everyone is aware that it's ridiculous, and they're just trying to fit in with it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about like a campy, weird show. Like, and that's just, like okay, cool. You know. I wonder if you would enjoy like again, like all of my references are old, but I wonder if you would enjoy Azumangatayo, which is like a slice of life high school anime, like for an all girl yeah. school, but it's just weird enough. <laughs> just weird enough would be the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you'll really. Yeah, I've never really gotten. Yeah, I've never really gotten into like any animes, like other than like I watch Sailor Moon, obviously, and like grew up watching tons of Studio Ghibli stuff. Mm -hmm. But I haven't really gotten into any animes other than that. There's like American like directed cartoons, like Mm -hmm. like I love Avatar and Steven Universe and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I've never gotten into animes. Yeah. Steven Universe is 
is one of those cartoons that has a huge Sailor Moon influence. Oh, absolutely. Like, even yeah. in the color palette, like, it's, yeah. 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 So, similar vibes, and it's, like, a similar thing that's, like, a very inherently silly show while also being quite serious. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. With important messages. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is always fun when I watch some new animation. I'm like, ah, this person watched Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I see what that is. I'm like, I understand. This is a person that I can relate to. <laughs> well, I think that's about it. So do you have any lingering comments that you want to make? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, Sailor Moon. I'm like, I think one of my favorite things about it is just like, They've come up with a good, like, skeleton for a story that, like, different adaptations can do different things within that skeleton, and it's, like, still so good. And so, like, I'm not somebody who usually rewatches shows, um, but I like rewatching or, like, watching different adaptations of this, even though I know, like, what's going to happen, because mm-hmm. they're able to get there in different ways and do different stuff with it, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for us this episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Oshiokyo Pod or contact us through email at Oshiokyo the podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or Tsukini Kawate Oshiokyo. Oh,